afternoon and welcome. It is the 10th episode of Podcony. I'm your host, Falcone, and joining me, I've got the Brawl Stars boys today. Uh, we'll start with Ark. Hello, Ark. Who are you? Hello, Falcone. I am Ark. Uh, you, uh, you know who I am, but maybe some of us don't. Um, uh, we obviously cast the monthly finals together, and um, yeah, I'm a creator for Brawl Stars on YouTube. Uh, mainly on Twitch at the moment, doing a lot of streaming. Um, and yeah, just like to kind of get involved in anything that's kind of brawl related, I guess, really. Uh, events, casting, streaming, competitive, all that good stuff. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, obviously, Ark and I know each other pretty well. Ark is one of the casters for the Brawl Stars Monthly Finals. I'm the host, so we've been spending a lot of time together this year. Uh, sucks to be Ark. But Aaron, our other guest today, I know a little bit less about you, but I've caught quite a few of your streams and I love the energy that you bring. Uh, who, who are you? Introduce yourself. Yes, hello everyone. So I'm Aaron 4 I'm actually a, a university student taking a year out to pursue streaming and just see how it goes. Um, but yeah, I'm a full-time Twitch streamer for this year. Been streaming Brawl Stars and just been really enjoying it. It's an honor to be here with two professional casters, Ark and Falcone. And yeah, it's just crazy that I'm here. Thank you so much for having me. I, I Thank you for coming on. It's great to have you again. You're a fantastic streamer. Uh, so the reason we're doing a Brawl Stars specific podcast today, now I've wanted to do Brawl Stars for a while, but the reason we're doing it today is because Ark hosted a wonderful charity stream over the weekend. Uh, and actually, do you know what, Ark, I'm just going to throw this one straight over to you. Why don't, why don't you talk a little bit about it? Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was in a nutshell, um, a, a cosplay uh, charity fundraiser. And... Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's never really been, like, attempted before, so we didn't really kind of, like, know necessarily, like, kind of what to expect, I guess. we. I mean, it was quite a challenging concept, because basically what we were saying to creators that wanted to be involved, and it was, like, an open invite to anyone that wanted to, to kind of uh, to do it, was that, you know, run your own stream however you like, you know, just kind of consider various things if you want to make something special of it, or uh, you, you ran your own show, but I, and also you were in charge of, you know, building and developing your own cosplay and um so you know so much with that required a massive level of like just kind of like trust and i guess like a lot of secrecy with everyone because no one wants to necessarily reveal their cosplay so um yeah it was kind of scary because like uh you know a few days before you kind of like just hoping that everyone like you know all pulls through and uh it was just amazing man it was like so super cool just to see the efforts that everyone went to to kind of like make it happen and uh yeah it was a real credit to like uh just like the the, the community effort because it, it was one of those things that you can't do alone uh we had like a and the stream alerts that went across like everyone's streams so regardless as to whether a donation came from one person or another we'd all see it and share that moment together and uh it was insane we raised uh five thousand dollars uh supercell uh, very kindly agreed to match that so we've raised ten thousand dollars uh in raising awareness numbers. for mental health so and it's been amazing to see like how since uh the the charity and and the, and the links that we uh all, all talked about regarding mental health and cosplay and how it kind of all came about um that like now people are starting to share on social media so much more about their experiences and it's just been yeah it's just been amazing there's there's so many things i want to ask you about and dig in with a charity event like where some of the ideas came because you had some truly amazing ideas for this event um but firstly i'm gonna, I'm gonna throw over to aaron uh, how was the event for you yeah so i actually only joined the supercell content career program recently and was asked straight away by arc if i'd like to take part and 
doing cosplay, just something I never thought I would do. Like being a Twitch streamer, I kind of just threw myself out there. Growing up, I was quite shy. So streaming for me was already a big step. And then to go into cosplay, and when Ark told me it's for charity and like mental health, it's something that just isn't talked about very often. How could I say no? I always loving to take part and I took part and it was just, yeah, just really enjoyed it way more than I thought. And something that I would consider doing again for sure. It was so cool. It was such a big community thing as well. I mean, I believe there was, I wasn't actually able to check because I already had the game open when I'd started streaming, but there was, there was in-game pop-ups, I think, or an in-game link to streamers that were doing the event, which was very cool as well. Um, I loved what you did with the donations arc, the way that, because at first when I saw that we were, oh, we're all sharing. Okay, that's interesting. I was a little bit kind of conflicted about it, but like, as soon as I saw it in action, I'm like, no, this is cool. Every time anyone donates on any stream, we can all get excited about it and we can all use that to push our own viewers to donate to the amazing course. What, what gave you this idea? Yeah, 100%. We we actually did an event last year uh, for, uh, it was called Brawl for Oz. Uh, that was with a good friend of mine, Noir. And uh, then the Koala Needs of uh, Skin and Game actually was directly from that event. And we we, uh, we used it then and it was a, a bit of a smaller scale kind of like thing. And uh, we had some nice tournaments and stuff, but not really anything on the sort of scale of content creators. And it worked really, really well. Um, and obviously, like, I, I quite like doing my alerts and my stream and stuff and kind of making sure that there's some, some nice variation. But... Yeah, the idea really kind of worked super well because um, it's like, you know, because everyone's in it together. And that, that was kind of like the beauty of it. Like everyone was all in it together. And so to share in that moment across the streams and to, to make sure that everyone knew that, like, you know, like those donations are going to the same place. So it should be kind of shared across all streams. And I can kind of see why, yeah, some people might like kind of wonder whether it kind of causes any kind of confusion whether that person's in your chat and it, it, it this doesn't really kind of like seem to matter at yeah. all. it's kind of like you know because of that excitement that buzz and uh that general feeling of like inclusion in the project i think kind of like uh worked really really well uh, across the border bit of, bit of a technical challenge to kind of like resize because you can't really test at any point in time and so, so, so the alerts are kind of like right. full screening so you shrink them down but aside from that i think it worked super well yeah, I, I genuinely, it ended up, I think, being really fantastic, the shared the shared notifications. Um, and I mean, you will have you will have had a lot of notifications because you, you were live for 24 hours. Why the heck did you do that? <laughs> yeah, I almost, uh, well, 24-hour streams are really, really super challenging. I've done one before, so I kind of knew a little bit about how important it was to kind of take breaks to pace yourself and those kinds of things. I, I really wouldn't kind of, like, endorse it. I, I was very careful that when kind of expressing ideas of what people could kind of think to do to make their stream different, it was kind of like, uh, you know, I'm not going to say no, but please be your safety first. Like, whatever the idea is that you do, please consider your own personal safety. And if at any point in time you feel um, kind of like, you know, worried if you're doing an endurance thing, uh, please stop and don't put your health prior to anything. It must be paramount. And, um, you know, and also like with regards to any kind of like dares or like, you know, because... Because charity fundraisers, a, a lot of the time, people uh, get very passionate to, to really push the goals and to push themselves. Um, so we were just very careful to make sure that people knew that we we didn't ever want them to put themselves bef uh, like after the cause. And yeah. um, um, it was great. It was it was tough. It was super super tough. Uh, and uh, but yeah, got through it. And um, I'm not sure if we'll make it a regular thing. <laughs> it's uh, it does drain you a lot. It does run you a lot, so. I, yeah, I... I oh, sorry, go on. Oh, go on. 
Yeah, so I, I actually did a 24-hour stream too before. Yeah. Um, a few days before, so I'd, I... A few recently, days before? Yeah, so this wasn't for the charity event, but 24-hour streams, they are, they can be definitely quite challenging. And for me, it was just something that, because I know I'm going back to uni in a month, so I decided just to throw myself out there, uh -huh. do a do a 24-hour stream. And it was crazy. Definitely, definitely plan for it. And if, you, if you've got like a routine, I probably wouldn't advise doing it. Um, but if it's a special occasion, why not? Hey, you only live once. Um, obviously your health is first. Like I did go, I was awake for about 24 hours, 25, 12 hours before. And then about 25 hours in actually said so 13 hours I'd been live. I, I did start to feel like quite, um, what's the word? Just, Just getting a bit of headaches and stuff. Yeah. And weird and stuff. Ooh. And obviously you have to eat. So I actually, I'm not going to lie. I did go downstairs to eat, get something to eat because it was quite early in the morning. And I did actually end up falling asleep oh, no. for two hours. For two hours? And yeah, I know. And the stream was live for two hours. It was crazy. The oh, people, no. I came back to 40 viewers just watching a be right back screen. Oh my God. Um, but I did finish it off like insane motivation. People were coming to VC and stuff to push me forward. Um, and I did end up doing an extra two hours to make up for it. Um, but yeah, definitely crazy, crazy. I, they, I, are, they can be difficult. I don't know how you guys manage that. I mean, I've done I've done two 24-hour streams in the past, but I'm talking five years ago, back when I used to stream Hearthstone. And my 24-hour streams were both timed specifically so that it would be like new expansion launches, game completely gets turned on its head, boom, 24-hour stream, you know? Like, I, I had to, because that's the time that I want to be so excited that I will want to keep playing. But like, I don't think I could randomly have a game that I've already that I've been playing for months that hasn't had a big change and just be like, oh, I'll do it for 24 hours now. Uh, like, I, I, I seriously, hats off to both of you for doing that. It's crazy. I yeah. I was like, I started the stream streaming Brawl for about six hours. Then obviously, like, there's um, not really any update for Brawl recently. So I, and Fall Guys had literally just come out. So my stream was recommending Fall Guys and Among Us. So that, that definitely kept me going for a lot of the stream. And yeah, Fall Guys, it was good to try it out during my 24 hour stream. So that, oh, that was when, okay, all right, sure, sure. Yeah, makes sense. 24-hour streams are rough, though. I mean, uh, for anyone in the chat that, that feels like they want to do that at some point, like Ark said, I don't necessarily recommend it if you do do it. Please plan accordingly. Like, uh, whenever I, I did it, I always made sure to not have any sugar in the days leading up to it so that when I, you know, in the early morning when I was streaming, I could finally, when I, when I needed that kick, have a sugary drink and then that would really give me the energy and that kind of thing. Like, a lot goes into planning a 24-hour stream and I recommend that you, uh, you know, think carefully before you do it. Anyways, let's talk about streaming content creation a little bit more because uh, that is how, that's how I met you, Aaron, when you, when I think you raided me first and we've sort of been in and out of each other's streams ever since then. Uh, what got you into streaming in the first place? Yeah, so actually for me to get into streaming, I... I think I initially, like, it was with the big Fortnite trend and when it blew up. And I was thinking, all these people are playing, like, games. And obviously, there was that money aspect in it and just the, the follower aspect. So I started it. And obviously, I went into it because of that. And then I realized quickly, obviously, with a big game, you can't just stream it and, like, start fresh. So I ended up thinking, what games do I really enjoy? And um, Clash Royale, it was actually where I went. So that was about January last year. And then I, I was playing Brewsters at the time because it had been released global in about November. And I was really enjoying that. So I decided, hey, let's let's try Brewsters out, see how it goes. Um, and I, yeah, the community was just amazing. People were like joining the stream and just really enjoying my content. 
And ever since then, I've just been enjoying Brawl, so that's why I'm still here doing it and risking a year out to follow follow the streaming. Awesome. And how about you, Ark? What, what got you started on streaming Brawl? Um, it was like, I remembered, um, I, I came back, I used to live out in, uh, in Asia, um, and I always used to want to play, like, uh, Clash Royale or Clash of Clans for, like, a YouTube channel, but I, I was kind of always, um, sort of busy working, and, uh, I kind of messed around with editing and stuff, uh, because I was just kind of passionate to sort of, like, you know, just, just fool around with, with ideas, and, um, when I came back, um, it's because, uh, unfortunately my, my grandfather passed away, and, um, I started to realise that I had a bit of time the downtime to kind of explore and then brawl uh went into soft launch and i was like oh man like this game i could i could i was waiting almost for years for supercell to bring out like a game which had a, a, a kind of uh, a core mechanic which was in real time as opposed to kind of like any kind of ai like clash of clans and clash royale you kind of like place the troop and watch it play out uh the interaction so with brawl it was like yeah this is the game that is for me because i want to be in control from start to finish and have those kind of really clutch moments um so i guess it just started with that and i kind of had a lot of editing skills from just kind of like uh doing music videos and and that kind of thing in the past and just kind of started to build the project uh, and just kind of like work through kind of like the logistics of how i was going to do it um building a plan i would say is definitely one of the the most important parts to that i think kind of working through like you know you have an idea but like how are you actually going to plan through uh, growing something and, and what are you going to need to do that and, and how to get started because I literally started it in, in a room with just like this room was just completely full of stuff and I was playing you know editing with a, just like a laptop a really really old Mac and, a, and on a cardboard box literally so um, kind of started from there and, and just not being afraid to give it a go I guess. Awesome so you've been a, you've been a fan of Supercell then for much longer than you've been a fan of Brawl Stars. Oh Man, 100%. I, I, I remember playing, like, Heyday, uh, which was my first Supercell title, way, way back in 2000. And I think it was must have been 2000, I want to say 2013. I think it was 2013. And, um, yeah, I, I, I got super into Heyday. I, I, was, a, I was a killer farmer. Um, <laughs> and my, my farm was really, really, like, OCD kind of planned layout. It was, like, really... I, I've still got it. I, I can... I can show you uh, another time. And um, yeah, then I went from that to Clash of Clans, realizing that there was also kind of games that were made more for like a, the male kind of like a younger market. Uh, from there, I went to Boom Beach. And from there, I went to Clash Royale and then Clash of Clans. So I played literally through them all. Wow. How about you, Aaron? Have you played many? Yeah, more, more or less the same for me. I really? started with Heyday as well. I actually think I lost my Heyday account because back then I don't yes. think there was Supercell ID and I changed device and I think I must have just lost it. Oh. But went to Clash of Clans, Town Hall, Town Hall um, 11, I think. And you know, we playing that slow, we maxing it out. But obviously it starts to, I found Clash of Clans starts to get a bit static, I'd say, because it's um, very grindy. Um, so then I decided to change Clash Royale. I was really enjoying that. The thing with Supercell games is all of them are just so unique. No games like them. Um, and they just come up with new new ways to do it every single time. Going from Clash Royale, which was like um, card strategy. And then going to Brawl Stars 3v3. Um, and what's it? Royale? Battle Royale style games. And it was, yeah, each one's just so unique and so fun. Well, Brawl is more, like more like a MOBA, I think, generally with, with games. I've... I think of it like as a very simplified MOBA. And I don't mean simplified in a bad way. 
I genuinely have never managed to get into a MOBA because I find them too complex, when, especially when you add the shopping into it and all of that stuff. But Brawl Stars is a game where it, it's perfect for mobile. And I, I mean that in every sense of the word, the graphics-wise, the gameplay style, the controls. Um, I'm going to be honest, you guys. I hadn't played a Supercell game before Brawl Stars. I'm, I'm a baby to Supercell. I've played a lot of Clash Royale since getting into Brawl Stars as well. Um, but yeah, I, I could not be more in love with the game now, hence the fact that I also am streaming it. Um, but yeah, no, it's just cool to hear both of you with your, a little bit of your backstory about Brawl Stars and streaming and how you got how you got into it. Uh, is this something that you're both planning on pursuing for a long time? I'm assuming, Ark, at least the answer is yes. I mean, you've got a whole YouTube channel dedicated to it. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I definitely started with the intention of kind of continuing to like grow the equipment. That, that was like the kind of key focus at first was like kind of working through the stages of, of kind of like building the studio and kind of like uh, what I would need to kind of uh, retain that uh, uh, and kind of like make that my my kind of base because I, I always wanted to kind of like uh, in previous projects that I did I was always in entertainment but I had to work a lot with other people and I always, I always wanted to have that as being more of a choice and, and being able to depend majorly on myself and um, I think that you know I, I think content creation is such a big uh, commitment and especially for something like um, kind of like this kind of scale that you have to really kind of be in it for like the long run I think if you're if you're really passionate but like everyone's got different circumstances so I mean um, the great thing about this kind of like idea of being a content creator and, and, and creating content though is like that you can always reach out to people and, and, and talk to others and get advice and um, that's that's for me something that I really enjoy actually is kind of like passing on anything which I know that I found useful to other people that they can then uh, kind of like avoid making maybe the same mistakes that I did in the past to kind of like save that kind of avenue if that makes sense you know sure yeah that makes sense um, well Aaron I know your circumstances are a little bit different to arcs as you've mentioned that you're going back to university soon is that right yes so that is actually correct in a, in a month I will be going back to university and Originally, when I when I took the year off, I I kind of like I know I've I've always been like I, I believe myself anyway that I'm quite um personally talented in the in the games and I really enjoy playing them and like I enjoy learning about the strategy and just constantly improving. So when I did take the year off, I, my plan was to get into competitive. I did um, end up finding it quite difficult, especially with Bullstars being um, a three v three game mode and. There's a lot of, um, you need to just, yeah, make, make like, a social circle, friends. And obviously, when, when beta's already happened, it's, it can be quite difficult. Um, but I, I've not given up on that dream. I still would like to play competitive. However, it does require a lot of time pushing ladder, just reaching out, trying to find connections um, to push competitively with. So, and then, right now, my focus is more on the content. Maybe I'm going to try and just aim for Twitch partner. I will be back at uni and... With uni, I am doing aerospace engineering, so it does require a lot of time, right. and my head will definitely be focused on that, but I feel like I'm just going to casually stream on the weekends. Before, I used to um, think, why why do people only play casually? Do they not want to like just be the best that they can at the game? But I, I, I do realise now about having a balance, as well with streaming casually as well. You can just stream with 10 people and enjoy it, and if you're looking to get into streaming, then yeah, and you just enjoy it, don't don't be put down by the numbers that's what um, i do have to say um but obviously i do want to yeah summer's gonna come next year we've got christmas we've got easter i might um bang out the streams again and just see where they go with it's just about consistency and just um realizing the little progress you make i feel 
I think you raised a, a few really interesting points there, especially when talking about uh, competition. So I, I didn't realize, so are you more angled into trying to be a competitor rather than a streamer? Or are you kind of like both or maybe leaning more towards content now? Where do you, because uh, I think they're two very different paths. Yeah, for sure they are very different. And I would advise if you if you do want to go into competitive, streaming streaming takes a lot of time and a lot more time than i originally thought i just went into it um streaming and just see how it went obviously when i started streaming i played quite casually so it really wasn't that hard to win um but as you push high in the trophies streaming does take up a lot of time and going competitive um maybe is something that you should focus on before you go into streaming right now i think my my angle is to just see how it goes. So obviously I'm on a short break right now from streaming. I'm actually pushing a bit um, and just seeing how it goes. And if that doesn't work, I'll come back to streaming and try content creation. I'm just kind of working, working away a little bit, chipping away at it while I can. Sure, sure. Well, there, there you go. And, and, and like Ark said, we all have different, we love different situations. I mean, for me, I kind of started my streaming while I was at uni. I wasn't doing a subject that required a lot of, a lot of work. I was doing media production, uh, which was a subject that was, ended up basically being a DOS. So I had plenty of time to stream while I, while I was at university. And I'm glad I did because that's kind of what got me into, into the, into my career of streaming and then later casting and commentating, which is of course Ark. What you're doing with Brawl Stars in addition to the YouTube. So where do you stand as a competitor? Now that you're casting, is that kind of like, is that your future exclusively casting? Or do you think you're going to get back into competing at some point? I mean, for me, like, I've always been like a competitive person. I think like, um, both are good. The way that I've kind of realized like recently that I need to kind of like continue doing things is kind of like slightly different to other people. I guess like when it comes to um you know making like daily content it's like i can do that i have done that but i kind of never never had like the consistency really because i'd always kind of be distracted by something which might then be the thing to focus on next you know like 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 the weekend and and like last year with uh doing Brawl League europe and and various things i tend to kind of gravitate towards what i feel is the right thing to do at the at the time because of a, a particular kind of move towards that thing or like a trend or or just something that feels like it's like now or never, if that makes sense. And um, you know, last year doing that that community project uh, for the league uh, kind of led to me doing the the casting uh, things with yourself and ESL this year in Supercell. And you know, that's the that's the kind of way I work. Um, I I would kind of like really like at some point to go back and, and do some competitive stuff because I think it's uh it's very fun. It's a bit stressful, especially if you're streaming. To kind of like separate the competitiveness from the kind of engagement of your stream and not letting your emotions kind of get the better of you and kind of like that can you know, that was the thing with streaming and, and playing was that i found like it was really much more relaxing to kind of not do the competitive side on stream um because if you're taking a loss then it's like you, you don't want to be taking out on someone in your chat who just wants to come back from work and have a good time right yeah. so that that was the thing for me that i just felt like it, it kind of I get really, really into it, I guess, you know. Uh, but I think really, really uh, healthy to be playing Brawl regularly and to, to take it seriously, especially with, like, you know, doing casting and, and kind of having a, a keen interest in, like, the competitive scene, like, knowing the matters, knowing what players are thinking and doing and experimenting with and just kind of keeping up with that stuff um, is immensely important. And, uh, you know, seeing it is one thing, but actually kind of experiencing it uh, and, and acting it out as well is, is quite another. So you can... Kind of relate on a on a much higher level i think that's why a lot of the the players that kind of like watch the, the cast when we talk about the game and kind of can relate 
a lot because they know that I've kind of like dabbled in that kind of thing. You know, I didn't take it to the same extremes, but I can still kind of like absolutely relate to their skill and the, the time it takes to be uh, as good as they are. So uh, yeah, one day, one day we'll definitely kind of go back to it. Um, um, at the moment, I'm just kind of enjoying this kind of like random kind of like approach because it's it's different and, and i'm not really like aaron said too worried about numbers i'm not really ever trying to kind of like you know, do the rat race uh, so to speak so um i think happiness is way more important and and kind of doing things that can uh benefit others and not just yourself that's that's kind of my direction absolutely absolutely uh, i i feel like if you're a competitor in anything and you move off of like out of competing into coaching or commentating or anything like that i feel like there's always going to be that little that little part of you in the back of your head that's like oh, i wish that was me that was me on that stage you know competing and, and winning the games um I, i'd like to bring this back full circle now to the event because talking about streaming and talking about giving giving stuff back to people and helping other people i think that streaming as a job if you if you are a full-time streamer i feel like it's one of the hardest jobs to have mental health wise because streaming can be not only does it sort of life devouring you have to spend so much time on it and on content creation that you don't tend to have all that much time elsewhere so you don't have any any kind of social life it also ends up being very very lonely it can be a, it can be a very lonely experience streaming full-time uh, which is why i think you, you found like the perfect charity to do this event for checkpoint a charity for mental health for gamers and streamers uh tell us tell us a little bit more about them yeah so uh checkpoint um i did like a lot of research to try to find a charity which first and foremost had like a bit of a spread um because knowing that uh various content creators would be participating from different places it would be kind of really anti-productive to kind of like be giving to some really deserving charities that are still linked to mental health and gaming like uh in, in the uk i think it's called like in my space i think they're called um because how would that really kind of help those that are contributing from the states and other areas so checkpoint had like a really nice uh kind of approach because they do a lot of like online packages so you can go to their website and uh they, they kind of have a lot of like their their kind of like structure based in in kind of online and and support networks like they use discord as well which is like a, an amazing kind of like unique thing that as soon as you know a charity you use discord with their with their kind of like uh, community you know they kind of speak the same language yeah um and you know they they, they really kind of seem to have uh, to be in touch with when i looked on their kind of like list of uh the, the references is the right word but they, they definitely had an awareness to outside uh globally where the right places or kind of like port of call were so um you know when i looked through in the uk i saw mind and i obviously knew mine from like my my previous experiences in mental health and i knew that right well despite their locality they they really kind of understand where the port of calls are for everyone no matter where they are so um and and kind of like you know having again those links to to tie in uh location was uh, a massively important thing but you know for me um it was always mental health that seemed the most relative uh, but at the same time we didn't really necessarily know how that would be perceived i kind of felt like a lot of people would relate to it especially as content creators like you rightly say um we kind of like make it our day to day to isolate ourselves we have a chat which is basically exposing um ourselves up to any form of you know whether it's you know being polite and courteous to just just basically you know, straight yeah. up hate you know we we subject ourselves very in a very vulnerable position to all those kinds of things and 
you know, we, we produce work where it's like, you know, you're proud of it and anyone else can come along and just say, you know, this is rubbish. And um, I think that uh, in what we do as uh, as basically an artist, a creative, um, showing something that we're proud of, it, it opens us up massively to criticism and to opinions and social media and all these things which can play a massive part in this kind of disrupting what would otherwise be our kind of like focus so um all those things in mind all kind of seem to fit really nicely and the idea of cosplay itself being something where you can kind of like escape in itself similar to gaming and mental health and and and, and kind of put on something that's out of your comfort zone and kind of like be a part most importantly of a group collective kind of like yeah. movement that was the thing because that that, that with cosplay it's such a, a, a it's a very vulnerable thing to do it's a very kind of like you know out of your comfort zone thing to do and in the early stages of chatting to various creators it seemed like that that was one thing that really changed so much for them was knowing that they were not going to be doing this alone like being in a group and everyone could kind of share the load and it made it a lot easier to to try something a bit daring and that was awesome to see uh, content creators that would otherwise maybe not have done it but as it was for charity and as it was a group collective um let their hair down so to speak and send some creators more more than others in that respect with some fantastic wigs <laughs> yeah definitely i think the group aspect of it really is what got a lot more people involved and just yeah made us enjoy it for sure yeah absolutely i mean aaron i wanted to i wanted to jump to you next and ask uh is checkpoint and, and mental health in gaming a charity that, that particularly spoke out to you and also, how, how was the experience? Because you mentioned how cosplaying was not something you'd thought of doing before. How was that process for you? Was it something that you were super comfortable with or something that you kind of had to build up to? Yeah, so um, I'll, talk about the, I'll talk about the cosplay first. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it, it's something I normally, I just wouldn't put myself out there a lot, especially like, I know there's a lot of social media, Instagram, Twitter. I don't really post on them as much. I use, I use them a lot more now as a social, um, as a content creator because you need to get your content out there. But before, before that, I really didn't really put myself out there. Um, but just doing this cosplay, like, before I know, I definitely would have just felt like, what, what are people thinking of me? How they how they perceiving this? Are they laughing with me or at me? But doing this cosplay, I just found, like, especially, and streaming, it's just really boosting my confidence a lot. And when I'm doing it, I'm just out there to enjoy myself and to make other people happy, I feel like. That's my, that's my main purpose as well. Great. That's, um, that's and then... Cool. Yeah, so on the mental health topic, um, so growing up, I, I grew up in, um, I wouldn't say um, like like super wealthy, but I was um, well off enough and I had a good education. I've got good schools near me and friends, a nice community. So I never really struggled with mental health um, up until like, I get obviously a bit stressed with exams and there was one exam in particular where I got a bit stressed and felt a bit faint. So I'm not sure if that was mental health, um, but then just... As I, as I went through and I was in my, just starting my second year of uni, I think I'm, in my first year of uni, I, I felt the most um, happy as, um, as well when I just started streaming. And I feel like the, the feeling of me just waking up every day. I was in my first year of uni and I was um, obviously quite busy. Um, but first year uni, I think like if, if you've been to UK unis or unis anywhere, then they're not as busy first year and it's not as tough. Um, so I thought I'll pick up streaming and just waking up every day to to stream to three four five people and just get one two or three more followers every day really just boosted me um and i went into the summer with the same thing and streamed again and then when i went back to uni i kind of i kind of missed it i kind of missed that feeling of 
streaming and um and i kind of the the feeling of um balancing a lot of stuff as in gym uni and streaming and just not doing all of them to the best i could really um mm -hmm. hit me quite hard and i felt like i wasn't performing to the the best i could in anything so why not take this opportunity i was having an operation that year to take it off and pursue streaming and when i did that i i, I enjoyed it initially and um i was in a really good place i was back to streaming doing something that i really enjoyed and then after i kind of felt as if um have i have i made the wrong decision have i i'm missing out on all this social aspect that i i would that i had before and just stuff like that and just dwelling on it quite a lot led to uh, I, I was it was definitely mental health i feel like the thing with mental health is you have to admit i feel like everyone has mental health to a certain extent some people have it more than others yeah. some people have it less um but just looking at ways to always improve your mental health is really good and i've actually um invested in um some journals just so because i find a lot of the time i i struggle to remind myself of what it was that i was struggling at the time so i just bought a simple journal just so i'm gonna start journaling my thoughts at the end of every day okay and just yeah improve my well-being and, and mental health i think this year in particular has been even tougher than usual due to uh yeah certain, definitely certain virus the quarantine uh, yeah um i mean i'm looking at i, I was saying on, on stream earlier today i'm particularly upset today because i realized earlier a year ago today i was doing uh i was casting an esports event in vegas that's like this year I got to travel, I think, three times at the start of the year before lockdown started. Mm -hmm. Now, usually in my job, every couple of weeks, I'm in a different country doing a different thing. Obviously, I would have been in, in Katowice, Poland, doing Brawl Stars once a month. But all of that has been completely torn apart this year. And I'm very lucky in that, uh, with, along with Ark and the others, I've still been able to, to, to host Brawl Stars from, from home. But it's not, it's not the same. And it feels like I've lost so much of that experience that I had last year that, again, I realize I'm super privileged to have that in the first place, but I've lost so much of it. And at first, that was starting to really get me down during the start of lockdown. But then I started the streaming and started just sort of taking my mind off of it by throwing as much into my stream and my content creation as possible. And I feel like having a distraction is a good start at recovering from any sort of mental health thing. But it's not necessarily always going to be enough. Now, I can't claim to have suffered in the same way that, that I know a lot of other people have. I've, I've obviously I've had my moments. I think we all have. I've had I've had a bit of a rough time over the last couple months sometimes, but it's never been like it's never been like really really bad. And I I understand that. Uh, but it's even even with what with what I've experienced, it's it's felt rough. Um, now uh, you were quite open, I think yesterday about about uh, your experiences. I don't know if you want to if you want to talk about that at all. Yes, like the thing um that I would say to whatever you said was like that um and aaron pointed this out on twitter was like the the main thing that um regardless as to how much or little experience like uh we all have a mental health is like to know that it can happen to anyone under any set of circumstances at any time um i, I never felt like at any point during my life because i did like a ton of things before uh i really had any encounter with mental health i was always super confident super outgoing give me a stage and i would just kind of like own it um and i was a professional musician so like there, there was never any stage fright or any kind of like anxieties none of that stuff um what happened with me and um and it was kind of kind of like very humbling and sweet and nice but also kind of like funny because like everyone reached out to me after i wrote it and it was legit like although my story is quite quite dark and deep 
it, it was the like the easiest thing to write because I kind of already dealt with it like so many years ago and um it was just like, I hadn't spoken about it because I felt like there was not really much need to in the sense that like because you know it can change people's perspective of you uh if they don't know you and it's kind of like it's better to in my opinion to kind of say it later down the lines when people kind of like kind of are surprised because in a way broke down that kind of like stigma a bit because you're saying well this happened to me but you've known me for so long and people go i had no idea and that's kind of like why i did it was because like i didn't want people to think differently based upon the stigma of mental health yeah. i wanted to actually show them that yeah right you didn't know this entire time that that was a thing so what happened with me was um and again this is why i say it can happen to absolutely anyone was that I uh, went out to live in Asia to, to work and to tour and stuff. And my grandfather that I was super close to said, don't come back if anything happens to me. And he was in his 90s. So, um, you know, when when he was in hospital, um, I was sworn to that promise to not return, uh, which was like immensely hard because you know that you can and you will be there in those final moments if you are to break that promise. But I didn't break that promise. So the guilt that when I came back was was huge and and the uh, responsibility to kind of go through the will because i was involved very heavily in that part of things um once it had all kind of you know been sorted and, and brawl stars went into beta at that exact moment when that had all been kind of done like um my my uncle then unexpectedly passed away as well and it was like when i thought i'd kind of dealt with um like the, the, the most i would have to deal with another thing came up and i was already in touch actually with a uk service called time to talk through the nhs uh the health service talking to them so i was already actually seeking help that was the kind of thing i'd already acknowledged that i was getting far more irritable far more stressed far more anxious I, I, when i was driving i was having like a lot of intrusive thoughts and things that um like were definitely out of the norm for me um so i'd already started to seek help and time just basically ticked down too quickly um i was on the waiting list and stuff and um and that second bereavement was too much and um you know i um suffered a, a phenomenon called psychosis which sounds scary and it's not anything to do with what it sounds like to people and a lot of the time people fear something which they don't understand uh, or, or have no kind of knowledge of and psychosis is basically a detachment from reality and it can happen under uh, enormous stress and strain and i guess it's kind of like your brain's way of coping under that kind of like pressure um to try to take it somewhere else rather than where it's currently at and um yeah i i've i basically found myself in a completely different mindset like the the world was not the way that i'd already come to know it and the way that we know it um it was like my own interpretation of like um imagine i read this in my my uh, document it tries to imagine that like you create your own uh imagination of a world but then you kind of get so wrapped up in your thoughts because you're trying to escape from the reality of things you actually forget that you made those thoughts up yourself so it's a combination of uh delusions which are obviously your own um your own imaginative thoughts and um and you can also have a lot of paranoia um hearing voices which was a really scary thing uh because i think a lot of how the media kind of like interpret this kind of stuff like hearing voices just sounds like you're crazy and that's the word that everyone uses like crazy um and you know that's the thing it can happen to anyone mm. um and i'd never experienced it i've never had it since despite there being a huge amount of, of statistics that say you will uh relapse i didn't and i'm a i'm a, an exceptional 
circumstance in that case. Um, but the doctors, like, ironically know everything about Brawl Stars because they followed my journey. And <laughs> the game acted as a bit of an anchor in that respect. Yeah. They, they kind of, like, have watched me grow my channel from nothing to what I'm doing today. And, like, they think it's incredible that a game can have such a positive impact on, on someone who has gone through so much. But um, I honestly had no intention to share. It was simply that Spen had put out the most touching statement and I kind of always hoped that someone would um, be open enough to say like from their own mental health perspective what their experiences was and I knew that if I was the first to do that then it might mean that people felt pushed almost to do the same and I didn't want to do that but as soon as he did it was like perfect because I can do the same now and I, I can let people know that this is actually this is the reason why it means so much to me um and it's been just amazing because everyone's been kind of doing the same and following that same yeah. trend and it, it, it had to not come from me i felt that was important and yeah. uh seeing it, it was just beautiful to read yeah i feel like a lot of the a lot of the time people don't talk about it because people people may see them as weak whereas i think i think in reality if you've been through mental health and you come out the other side in in fact you're actually stronger than just the the regular person and i feel like that's one of the things that that's one of how you should look at it and I don't know, in one sense, like, I don't, I don't want to, like, obviously, when I go on stream, I just end up bringing energy and the happiness. And sometimes I just don't want people to be drawn down with me. But I feel like with everyone sharing it, like, like Art was saying, I've been reading a few on Twitter, like, Spens, Arcs, and there's a few other people who have been sharing it. And I feel like just knowing these other people have been through it and they can, they can actually relate with you. And also just you that you just don't expect it from them and you just can't judge someone by um yeah just by what you see because they could have gone through through so much and yeah i feel like they're really big points yeah absolutely um i i think it's something that people are starting to do a better job of sharing now like and i, I think as sad as this is you use the word crazy arc i feel like before there was this big stigma and people would have said that but I think there's um, there's sort of been a movement over the last, it can only be the last couple of years now, where we're starting to realize that when you look at Instagram and we look at all the smiling faces and you look at all the perfect selfies and perfect images, that's not yeah. real life. That is fake. Yeah, exactly. That is, that is someone cropping out everything in their life, everything about themselves that is not perfect and only putting the perfect thing online. And there's this real movement, I feel, of it's okay to not be okay. You don't have to be perfect at all time. And people are getting better nowadays of sharing themselves not perfect. And I think that's a really positive yeah. thing. It's that's a really you hit home with a really valid point. And I noticed the effect of mental health and social media full force because I you know, when you're low, when you're looking at social media, you're looking at like just basically tons and tons of people who are showing their perfect life, like you said, like they and and it's not real necessarily it's just like you know they 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 want to people want to put out this idea of themselves that makes people value it and want it and when you're low you're looking at all those things thinking why can i not be as happy as that person or, or be as successful as that person yeah. and and it kind of hits you harder and what actually happened in my recovery was a really in you know with psychosis as well it's a it's a crazy phenomenon as it is, and I say the word crazy in the sense that it's it's unusual and, and kind of very, um, only, only affects very few people. But in my circumstances, I don't know why I did this. Um, I didn't even remember doing it until after I was in recovery, but I took selfies during uh, my, my episode, my breakdown, I guess you could call it, 
and um, used those uh, as a form of kind of like therapy, but also to raise kind of like awareness. I actually put that on my Facebook. Um, so again, this is kind of what was interesting because I'd already dealt with a lot of uh, this, this stuff that I'd written, which I think to people that didn't know me that I'd experienced uh, felt like it was quite new. It wasn't new. It was like three, three years ago now. But um, I shared those selfies with some music on Facebook. It went viral because it, the idea, like you said, of the perfect selfie, it was exactly the opposite of the perfect selfie. It showed me like a, a, in a way that like just you could see the pain and anguish because of the the, the situation. And um, yeah, it, it went viral. I actually don't use Facebook at all now and stay away from most social media that aren't related to kind of like what, what I do as a creator. But um, yeah, exactly that. Like, you know, social media can have like, I think, I think as time goes past this, people are going to realize way, way more like how negative social media can be in terms of mental yeah. health and how much it's actually contributing to people having um, worse experiences in life, actually, as opposed to maybe uh, good. It can be very much a wide spectrum in that respect. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree about the social media aspect. As a, as a 20-year-old myself, I'm quite young. And um, I just, I see all these other people like around the world traveling and stuff. And obviously I understand during quarantine. I think quarantine, like everyone just can't do that. Um, but as someone, yeah, um, who sees everyone else doing these and happy faces and sometimes, like, not every day is a good day and I feel like it's okay to have just some days where you just, obviously you can't achieve your dreams without putting a bit of work into every day, but if you just have a day where you can't get anything done, I feel like it, it's, it's fine, like, you just have to understand that not every day is going to be an amazing day, just pick yourself up and go again the next day, yeah. but yeah, with social media, if it's having a negative effect, I feel like sometimes it's best just stay away from them, even delete them and re-download them when you're when you're yeah but, in a but bit this of a bad is, place this is also why i think it's such a big deal that that, that people like spen and like yourself Ark are, are willing to sort of share these experiences because you you guys you are individuals that a lot of people will look up to and be inspired by and i think having people that that are inspirational say to everyone yeah you know i'm not perfect i've had stuff happen to me this is this is what happened inside my head um, this can happen to anyone, so take it seriously. I feel like having people say that is is such a such a positive influence and can make such a, a good impact. Because then any 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 teenagers that are that are playing Brawl Stars and and you know watch the esports and watch your streams or whatever, if they're going through a rough time, they'll know that they're not alone and you know that it, it's 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 a normal thing to go through. Yeah, absolutely, and that's for me again. Like uh, why I was so pleased and proud that it came from Spen because. Like being someone who's right in the forefront of like the pro scene and yeah. who won last year's uh, championships, like you know, being on stage, like you know, that that's the thing as well to always remember. And why I really didn't want it to come from me first, or, or you know, have you know, my experience feel like it was like the, the the thing, the driving force in that respect, because everyone's experiences are different. Like for me, being on stage has never been uh, an anxiety or a challenge for me. It's actually been very much part of everyday life and everything I've really done since I was 18 and, and younger. Um, but for Spen, like last year, that you know, that, and when I first met him in Dortmund in Germany for the first ever kind of like Brawl Stars competitive uh, tournament with ESL um, and Red Bull MEO, um, it was like, you know, this was like, you know, really out of everyone's kind of depth i don't think any of the players really um back then had uh, had ever really kind of been on a stage like really i mean they're yeah. fresh out of school so um that's the thing that's so important to remember is like you, you can't ever look at someone else's circumstances compare them uh one person's 
like struggle is another person's kind of like breeze so yeah, like absolutely. you have to be so aware of like everyone's different internal struggles and and this is why it's so challenging a lot of the time for people to kind of like understand especially if they've not had anything really impact them before yeah. like i would never have been able to relate to hearing voices or, or that kind of thing with psychosis um before it affected me because like my my uh, de my detachment from that same thing like if you haven't experienced something yeah. How can you really get inside the mind of someone that's trying to explain it? And with mental health, that's, that, that to me is like the biggest challenge is, is when someone who has something which really affects them is trying to explain what it feels like to someone who just has like very much uh, a different um, experience. Yeah. I mean, look at look at this year, right? Look at this year. We've had we've had quite a few things like the mental health. We've had Black Lives Matter. We've had all of, all of this uh, sexual harassment stuff. And I, I feel like I hope the skill that most people this year try to take away from everything that's happened, the one key skill I think everyone needs more of is empathy. You never know, yeah. you never know what mm -hmm. someone else is going through. If someone's rude to you randomly out of the blue online, they may have just had the worst day of their lives. You don't know. You don't know what they've just been through. We never know what anyone's been through. So I, I really hope that people just take some empathy away from this year and just everyone just be kinder to each other. And I think events like this one this weekend, um, really go to promote that and and again the way that supercell have been acting i think i've seen seen tweets from i think frank was saying you know everyone just be kind to each other and it's 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 so important that we start doing that i also feel like what Art said about educating people about mental health and like i know going through school we're educated on why smoking is bad why having a why having a good diet is important stuff like that but they never they never talk about mental health and i see a lot of people talking about their childhood and um, being depressed and stuff like that. And obviously I never went through that and they didn't educate us on that in school. So it's really hard for me to relate. And that's why like, I feel like when people are young, they might see them as crazy. Um, but yeah, there's just no education on it in the, at least in the British school system from what I've seen. It absolutely needs to change. It, uh, that, that, yeah. that is something that absolutely needs to change because that's, that's the thing, right? That's why it's such a stigma because we don't learn about it. And that, that in itself makes us think that it's not a normal thing to learn about. And therefore it's not, it's not a normal thing to, it's so, it's so frustratingly easy for someone to go, oh, mental health, that must be crazy. And it's, that's, we're getting there. We are getting I feel, there. I feel like yeah. if, if people were like educated about it in school, they'd also be, be um, much more willing to reach out when they did have the struggles. Yeah when it was just, or yeah. exactly that i was gonna say for when like you know one day it might occur for yourselves um if you if you've not you know really really had any kind of like experience in depression or, or um you know like yeah like a, a breakdown or, or a big bereavement or something which you've just never had to deal with in any way um you know um because you know some people are really quite fortunate they might go through life and just no one they know passes away like maybe they've got a smaller family and and all these things and then one day you've got this new experience that you've never had before and isn't it like re reassuring that if you've if you've heard that people discussing this kind of stuff so that if it comes up you don't feel like it's something which you should be either like ashamed about or worried about because like you know that it's accepted and i think that's the thing like it, it, until it's kind of more widely discussed and, and talked about when it does possibly one day uh, affect yourself like you know you need to know that you're able to to talk about it like and that's the thing that is is the hardest thing it is and it was for me was like when it was all happening was like feeling like that i was completely alone like in the in the process because like i didn't know anything that was happening yeah. to me in my thoughts and my head and 
Um, and, and that was why it was a scary time because like, you know, and, and even close friends as well, like, you know, it, it's like, it's a very difficult thing, regardless as to how reassuring someone is or how close you are to someone that if they've not had any experience with like, you know, to say the right things that are yeah. almost so much more important to say at that time, like the, the right combination of words to fit, like to, to try to lift someone up who's in the lowest of, uh, they've ever been um can be a real challenge and and again it, i think that you're right aaron like absolutely like if if more was done at school to kind of actually work it into education then i think more people would be growing up and kind of being just more aware to it like i remember at school having those like those conversations in in science about the, the dangers of smoking you know um we never once had any discussions about like you know, mental health and like bereavements and death and like these things that can just absolutely knock people for six yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i feel like that's something like literally i think just one person needs to bring up and maybe it could happen we could be starting right here we could have just started that change um also like i come from a asian background myself and i know especially in like indian asian backgrounds mental health isn't is like it's literally never discussed and like some of the generations above don't even believe it exists to some extent because a lot of the time people just go through life like the the normal standardized way you go to college you go to uni you get a job you get married, have kids, and I feel like taking risks is one of the one of the places that it comes in. But it can reap the largest rewards sometimes. Taking risks to pursue something you enjoy, um, and yeah, if you do get affected, just remember it, it's gonna be all right. You're gonna you're gonna get through it, and you're gonna be a stronger person on the on the future. Yeah, absolutely. Future. I mean, I, I've got to admit, I'm guilty of, of again through lack of education. I'm guilty of when I was younger thinking that therapy is this thing that i shouldn't ever need to do that right like like why would i why would i like that's that's only weird people need and and that's again purely yeah, a lack definitely. of education and i i heard a quote maybe a year ago now and i don't remember where it came from and i'm going to i'm going to get this a little wrong but it's something like there are two types of people in the world there's the people that that see a counselor or see a therapist and the people that don't admit that they need to see a counselor or a therapist because mm-hmm. it, it's something that like everyone probably should at some point just just again just, just talking to people uh anyways let's let's pivot just a little bit towards the end of the content the, the podcast let's talk about brawl stars because uh aaron you you made some lovely notes for me about stuff that you suggested that we talk about before this and one of the things you said was state of the game so uh give us give us what you got what, what are you thinking of the state of brawl stars right now um yes yeah, so i i i'm really enjoying brew stars um personally i feel like the the brew pass was definitely a good addition with the before before the brew pass it was i know it was it was it could be quite difficult to um max your brawlers and get to the same stage as everyone else and when you're playing with the lower brawlers it can be quite difficult but with the brew pass i feel like um like i've got the brew pass in my mini and i'm starting to get some max brawlers so that is definitely um a big help for a lot of people and realistically it's not it's not a lot of money i know a lot of people will complain saying it's it's a bit expensive but realistically like even like i know being young i had money saved up from christmas or birthdays and or i could get a part-time like job like cleaning snow shoveling snow or something like that to earn that money so i feel like that was a really good addition do you agree Ark? yeah i think like i i hear a lot of people saying like that like, uh, even in the chat like people say that the game might be stale or this and that and i honestly think like it's not nearly as bad as i think that people always will make out towards wanting new content it's like i think there's always that kind of peak and trough of like you know everyone as soon as the update hits is like over the moon 
and then as the weeks continue to pass there becomes more and more this kind of like uh you know kind of idea that oh there, there needs to be more i think that like you know um with clash royale for example there's always been for me like a lot of issues with regards to like the balancing based on how many cards there are in the game and like you know add, adding to that is is making kind of things almost worse and um i know that with brawl getting more brawlers in the mix as well as kind of like you know kind of i think that this year we've probably had kind of uh more inconsistencies with regards to balance changes for that kind of reason mainly because we're adding more to the mix and that's yeah. not the easiest of things i think that everyone's idea of like how to balance something is so straightforward um like it's just like oh this guy's really strong let's make him look like weaker <laughs> um balancing from a dev perspective is like a, a calculated like process of not only weighing up like the the science like the data science of what's going on in the background which i think like it would blow people's minds to kind of like gain even the slightest inkling of what that would entail um combining that with what everyone in the community wants and and feels uh, and looking at which often a lot of the time the community might feel one way about something which is completely different in the data science and they're kind of like very narrow-minded towards what their skill set is because like you know one brawler for example that's like at, you know in your skill set around 200 trophies can perform vastly difference at like at a higher skill set around like you no know, 900 so you know, where do you draw the line between what is the player what isn't the player and what the data says uh, i think that for me the brawl team do like an amazing job um and 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 there were things that we couldn't begin to kind of like imagine um i would just like to see actually for me some of the, the tiniest of things looked at like the thing like the, the friends list stuff or like the, the lobbies and, and the kind of like little glitches and sound that make you have to reset the game to kind of reset and think things that are tiny that have been in the game for like almost like a year I like to see those things kind of addressed, like quality of life stuff. Actually, sure. I'm I'm kind of happier about for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think I think as far as people saying the game feels stale, I think that comes with any game when you play it for long enough. Mm, I've only yeah. been, I've only been playing Brawl Stars for just under a year now, and I'm still loving it. I you know I'm happy to log in and play for as long as possible. Nothing feels stale to me. I'm still you know I, I only have one account. I'm still leveling up my brawlers. I've only got five or six at max, and I'm still working on the others. So like nothing, yeah. nothing feels stale to me, and the the frequency in which they add new brawlers to the game and new content, it always gets me so excited. Mm -hmm. I feel like if you once you max skin, there's always going to be that peak and trough when an update drops, and then when it stops, it's going to go down. Um, but especially like when I when you when I do play casual, and I remember when I started streaming, it was some of my highs because Blue Stars. I was still playing quite casually and it was just um, super enjoyable every day when I'd play it. So if you if you don't have as much time as other people, I definitely don't recommend like rushing the game. Just play it when you do get time and you enjoy playing it. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, I feel like something we uh, really need in Brawl Stars that I feel like the game's been out for what is it? Almost two years or over two years? I'm not too sure. Um, but I feel like we really need um, some addition to clubs because right now the only real use is um club matchmaking that you get if you're pushing high and ladder or just social circles um but i feel like something like club wars would really add a different feature to the game and just obviously we have the we have the daily challenges now that people have to motivate themselves to play every day um but also that club club wars would definitely add a lot more i have to admit i've never i i still am not in a club i've never felt yeah. inclined to join one i've never sort of Maybe maybe there's secret rewards that I'm missing out on. I genuinely wouldn't know because it's not something that I've uh, ever really looked into. So yeah, maybe more incentive for clubs would be cool. I've got to say, just to add to the Battle Pass point earlier, I'm personally a big fan of Battle Passes and games in general. 
Uh, I believe Hearthstone just announced that, that, that I believe they just announced that they are adding a battle pass to them. I think it's something that always worked well in even in even in Fortnite, just like these games where the only downside is that if you buy the battle pass and then get bored of the game and stop playing, then you don't you don't get the stuff. But I just think the idea yeah. of having a relatively cheap purchase because battle passes are not expensive; they're never expensive. Exactly. It's what ten pounds in Brawl Stars, if that. Um, you know, relatively cheap per, per, uh, purchase, and then you get like several months of extra stuff. Always, you get they're, they're like more incentive to play, more rewards. I think that kind of thing's great. Um, just generally as a concept. Yeah, that, that's the. Um, I've actually recently started playing Clash Royale again because I know I'm going to be going back to uni, so I'm not going to have as much time to play Brawl every day. Uh-huh. And the thing with Brawl is, if you if you're playing high ladder, it requires you to sit down, find teammates, and um, concentrate while you're playing whereas like a game like Clash Royale I can just play on the bus or right, if right. I've yeah. got a small break so I know that's why I've started playing again and with the ba- Battle Pass I do feel like I've missed some stuff out because I haven't bought it but that was my choice to stop playing the game so I know that was my choice um, but I honestly just don't see any downsides in the in the Brawl Pass and it makes them money like $5 for every player they, they can't complain I'm pretty sure um, but like, what I was saying about the, the game's free right so like yeah in my in my opinion if you're playing brawl stars and you want to get the most out of it even if you never spend any other money on the game buying the brawl pass every couple months you know i mean it's going to take you half a year to have even paid the price that a regular game would cost you for entry it's really mm-hmm. not a bad yeah deal. yeah and the and the, I, i've gone back to clash around the only stuff i really feel that i've missed out on is like non-crucial stuff such as like pins emotes so yeah. it's really you can yeah it's really not that much um, but the other thing that I was saying with clubs, obviously, like, Club Wars, there's that feature in Clash Royale, but I feel like it might be hard to implement in Brawl Stars, it might need more time, but just something like, some incentive like club chests, where you all work together, do some club sure. challenges, and I feel like that would just bring about a community purpose, and I feel like that's what the, the game sometimes, um, yeah, Brawl's missing right now, I feel most important. With Club Wars, I think, like, the, the main thing to consider is, like, um, you know, whatever that looks like, is not really like it is the biggest factor and it's also not because like it's kind of like what's most important with club wars is making sure that it's the right club wars like that that, that it's like not rushed because everyone wants something that is club wars it's like what is actually going to make the best club wars kind of thing and um the other thing with with club wars being like a with brawl is a three versus three game um you know clash of clans it's it's a one versus one and you choose when you attack because you're not facing something in real time with clash of clash royale you're facing someone in real time or you're playing duos but three people participating at the same time on both sides is actually quite a lot it's one of the reasons why for the um kind of like uh uh, for the search the the kind of like public search in the uh the qualifier in-game qualifier 15 rounds um is actually just for the one day is for that exact reason that uh, the team d- like don't want to have people sitting matchmaking because there's not enough people in the player pool ready all at the same time so um a lot of challenges in that respect and um for me i'm not actually too worried about there not being that thing right now because i think power play was like a little kind of glimpse at what something would feel like on a, on a bit more of a serious level and there's still things which the team already said publicly even just like this week that they want to like make some additions to that some changes to that and asking people's opinions on how they, that can be mixed up so i think that um you know power play is kind of like a bit of a tester like to see like uh, <coughs> i guess from like the data side and the kind of participation of, of players and, and and the kind of reward system 
I think there's still a lot to learn before Club Wars, actually. And I've got to say, I think that we've been super fortunate with the Brawl Pass in kind of like, I think that that came a lot sooner than many people actually expected mm-hmm. and, and the way it's been. I wasn't and, expecting it. Yeah, and the amount of content that we've got off the back of that with skins <coughs> and, and actually rewards, the value mm-hmm. of that is just like crazy good. That's like, what I, mean, I like I'm about I'm still Battle struggling with this season, so but nevertheless, it's like, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's like you could spend £10 on a single skin or you could spend £10 on a whole two months worth of unlocks including skins like again it was the same in Fortnite, same in other games i think battle passes generally are a very very high value way of (coughs) just spending a little bit of money and really getting a lot in return Mm. Uh, right guys we've been going for over an hour so it's almost time to wrap up but we uh, we do have a little q a segment if any had one question come in so if anyone watching live on twitch right now would like to spend some channel points and ask a podcony question now is your final chance but we've had a question come in from it was, it was from Shuppet Use Blair, and it's for Ark. The question is, Ark, have you played Ark Survival Evolved? Do you know what? You'd think I would. You'd think I would. <laughs> um, I've been told that it's actually a really good game. Um, I have not played it. I, I've got a friend who's, like, mad about it. And ironically, um, I didn't name myself in any way related to that game. I didn't think I even knew about the game, actually, when I, when I named myself. Uh, it was always a name that I'd used in, like, you know, back in console days when I was playing console and stuff, uh, which kind of, like, carried on through. Um, I've not played it. Um, I kind of feel like I would probably enjoy it based on what, like, everyone said. So I'm kind of... It's one of those games which I don't really want to touch based purely on the fact that I might then spend more time than I'd potentially like to, like, playing and getting absorbed in it. it like, four guys I can play, I can put down. It's, like, good to, like, just kind of mess around with. I'm not going to get attached long long term. I think Ark survived from the sounds of it. I would probably get really deep into it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got to admit, I've never played it either. It looks, it looks pretty fun. It's a dinosaur <coughs> game, right? Yeah, yeah. I see yeah. my brother playing it. And I'm like, what, what is this game? But I know he, he enjoys it, so it must not be that bad. All right, I got a question I mean, for it's... you guys. I got a question for you guys. Your names. So, Ark, you said that yours came from console days. What, why? Why Ark? Um, the actual reason behind it, I kind of keep quite under wraps. Only simply because oh. it, you know, it, it was like it, it was related to something that I did prior to YouTube and stuff. And I kind of always wanted to like keep the the two things kind of separate. Okay. Like it was like it's like the one the one thing that like uh, the majority of people like still don't know. And like I kind of like it that way only because it was like um, I guess similar to mental health, but it, it was like my profession, so it was different and. Like with with your professions, I guess there's things that are like like attached to that thing where um, it can like make people kind of maybe see you in a different way or kind of like you know connect with those two different communities and kind of like I think it'd be one of those things that I will definitely bring to light more at some point in the future. And I'm not in the same way that the mental health stuff recently, right? I wasn't planning on on that, but I did absolutely plan for one day to kind of talk more yeah. about that and, and let people about that part of my life and um it, it will be a time and i guarantee when it does come up that it will be one of these things where people will just like again i'm really super surprised but um for now yeah it's just this is the name that uh meant a lot to me in a in a, in a previous uh you know previous uh well, i think okay. it was a job but uh previous passion yeah and uh, aaron <laughs> why 1904 then yeah, so growing up, I was always, I was never really the creative type. That's why like streaming for me really was out of my comfort zone, and I was more the maths and science guy. And English, I would just hate because I could never like write, write a story. So when it came to putting usernames in, I just Aaron was just my name, and nine oh four was my um 
um, my birthday. So in UK, obviously, you know, the UK do it right. Day first, then month, then year. It just makes sense. <laughs> so 19th of April, that's actually my birthday. Um, but yeah, it's like that. Do you know when you're in school and they actually find an interesting fact about yourself? You know, I would always struggle to think about them. But yeah, hey, there we are. So you just say, um, my birthday is the 19th of April. Uh, actually, my interesting fact was I'm a tripler. <laughs> no one oh. else had that one. Oh, that is an yeah. interesting fact. That is, yeah. It always, Ident- always identical. Worked out pretty well. Um, non-identical. I've actually had them on stream for my birthday stream. I think it was this year, actually. Yeah, I had them on stream. Tripler. Wow, that's crazy. That's more interesting than anything I've got. <laughs> All right, cool, great, thanks, guys. We're like, we're, we're wrapping up now, but first, of course, it's self promo time. So, Aaron, where can these wonderful people find you? Yep. So, Aaron nineteen oh four on Twitch, Aaron nineteen oh four on Twitter, um, Aaron nineteen oh four underscore Blue Stars on Instagram, and Aaron nineteen oh four on YouTube. They're the main one that uses no TikTok yet. Hopefully soon, maybe. You never know. You never know. All right, awesome, and Ark. Okay, uh, what is it? Uh, Twitter is arc underscore brawl stars. I think YouTube is arc brawl stars one word. I think Twitch is the same for that. And uh, yeah, the monthly finals. So like uh, in nine days time, uh, the not this weekend, but the weekend after that, uh, you can find me and Falcone uh, covering <laughs> that. Um, that will be on the official brawl stars uh, YouTube and Twitch channels. Yeah, I think that's pretty much everywhere you can find me. I've got like an Instagram, but I already use it yet. The plan was to use it more if we were going to be going to Poland and doing some traveling in the studio yeah, this year. Yeah, that would have been but, so um, good. It's, yeah. it's ironic because I yeah. uh, I tweeted a photo. I put on Insta. I posted a photo on Instagram a photo of my handheld mic. I had a really cool mic with the Brawl Stars you know logo on it, and I put on Instagram this photo of the mic. And the caption of the tweet is, "We're going to be spending a lot of time together this year." That tweet did not age well. I have not been back to the studio since. Then. <laughs> Thank you for that, Corona. <laughs> and, my, and I'm Falcone. You probably know who I am, but if not, you can find me on Falcone Hosts on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, and yes, even TikTok. Although I don't really use it very much. So. <laughs> um, Pod- Podcone is live on Twitch every single Wednesday at 3:30 p.m. British summertime. You'll be able to find the VOD on YouTube and also you can listen on Spotify, iTunes, etc. All those other good places. But for now, that's going to be the end of the show. Thanks for watching. We'll see you again next week.